Hey, this is Colt Cabana, professional wrestler from the Art of Wrestling podcast. You're listening to City Wrestling Radio Podcast, which is weird because it's either radio or podcast. can't be both, but hey, with you, baby, it is. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the NXT TakeOver After Party. This is the part one of the After Party. We have two parts. Two parts going up today of the After Party. And what a party it was. Jesus. M and F and... Keep going. Keep Ceased. M and F and Christen. M and F... Dude, just say motherfucking Christ. Who are you? I'm... You know what? I'll get there. You know, this is the after party where we're going to talk about NXT takeover because uh, we're still we're still partying from the weekend. It's the Rumble weekend, and my head hurts so much. Down in uh, where were they? Phoenix, 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 Arizona. Uh, but I'm did your you host. not know from the intro of that takeover of just shots of deserts? Oh, I just forgot and dryness. I forgot this for a moment. The, this is where dreams go and dehydrate. This is where dreams go to die. Um, but yeah, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm your host, Corey Smith. Not in Phoenix, Arizona, but in San Thank Francisco, God. California, in the Diamond Studio, safe and secure, with my co-host today, who's who's getting over a headache. You're fighting it though. You got and, this. Uh, it will not go over. I I, I think you're going to go over in this match. That's what that's your prediction. It's it, a prediction addiction. It, it's been it's been a 23 hour match with yes. you and the migraine. It's a, it's a, it's quite a record. We might go Broadway. Who knows? You might go to the long be the longest uh, migraine battle ever. I don't want to talk about migraines. It's, all, it's only making it worse, Corey. All right. But who are you? I'm Michael Vergara. How are you today, besides all the other stuff? Um, you know, it's just, it's, boy, we watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. I don't feel like I watched enough. No, I'm kidding. I actually, by the end of r- Sunday night, I was like, okay, dude, I need to watch something else and like anything else. Yeah. I was like, anything on Netflix that's not wrestling. Like, I got a fever by the end of the Royal Rumble. A fever that because you were so addicted to your predictions yeah i need a detox like i'm just like i gotta lay down and all of a sudden i see a baby on the ceiling it's gonna turn its head around it's gonna drop on me well just because this is an after party doesn't mean it has to be like an alcoholic field after party techno music blaring in the background this is is a after party we're having shots of um of green um was it grass juice wheatgrass you ever seen that movie train spotting no i've heard of it yeah it sounds i've heard people say good things that's exactly what i described like there's a character where Ian McGregor he's a heroin addict and then like he's being detoxed by his parents. Spoiler yeah. alert. But uh yeah. It's quite a trippy scene. Quite a trippy movie. I haven't seen the second one. But you that's what, what I felt like you when know I was a trippy movie? Requiem for a dream. Now that talk about a movie like say you no know, like I feel like they should show that to high schoolers no matter what. Man, that movie just made you feel bad about like anything. Like yeah. you just watch that and you're like, "That's Ugh. a good. That's a good scarer for people it, it who like, even horrible. consider like drugs. Like, it hey, this a, is what happens. Well, hard drugs. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, you don't show, even. You could show them a good movie um, about like nice drugs. Like Half Baked is a good one. It'd be like, hey, just smoke weed. You know, it's fine. Also, how to you know make sure that you don't spend less than ten. Make sure you don't spend more than ten dollars on a date. Oh, that's my all, favorite scene. Of the and movie. also. Uh, Spun is another movie that scared. Never even heard of it. Uh, John Leguizamo. He's a, oh, that's he's, terrifying. He's a tweaker. He's a methamphetamine user. Have you ever seen the movie The Pest? Yes, I yeah. have seen The Pest. It's greatest movie intro ever made. Um, was that the one where he was like the Irish? He mob- just the Scottish, the, Sky- the Scottish Mafia, right? Yeah. 
um, was trying to get him. He's just like, yo, I deliver for a Chinese food place or whatever. Listener, if you've never seen The Pest, you don't have to. Just watch the intro to that movie I think YouTube. that might be my wrestling show and tell. I'm changing it right now. I would love... That would that would be a great wrestling show and tell. You know, just sit down in your home and watch The Pest whenever you can. That is, it's like a wrestling match. Just it, trying to struggle it is. to watch all the entirety of The Pest. But while you're sitting in your home, you could find us at our home at soundcloud.com slash Radio. Also, across a plethora of other fine podcast delivery applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and many, many more. If you want to follow us on social media, it's probably the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio. Um, be the first to be notified when a new show is um, posted online, ready to go, at CWR4 on 5, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It also gives you a chance to comment on all of this stuff, you know, because, like, we like to have a – it's not just us yelling at you. I like to have a conversation. We don't have the ability to go live yet. We can't take phone calls. We're not Brian Alvarez. We can't just be like, what? What do you want? No, you're banned. Click. You know, we, we want to hear from you on Man, Facebook. I don't know. I never got the appeal of live calls in a show. I mean, I know it incentivizes people to listen live. What are you, what are you talking about? No, it's like you – I just – I just great. don't want audience input whatsoever. I mean, I love comments <laughs> or anything. But then I listen to hosts. I don't listen to the people. I don't want to listen to the people. I'm just, I know I get the appeal. I really do for the showrunners. Like they just don't want to, they don't want to just keep talking to the ho their co-hosts. They want, you know, they want the people involved in everything. But when I'm, when I'm listening to it, like I say like, we you know, we always try, I always try to defend, you know, the integrity of the wrestling fan, but sometimes they just prove the stereotype, right? Well, let us know. Let us know what you think. Let, let Michael know. What Prove me wrong, Prove kids. Wrong. Prove me wrong. At CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, uh, you know, you could find his his social media and yell at him on there, too. It's fine. No, don't yeah. harass Michael. It'll be fine. And, fine. you know, it's, it'll probably be the most interesting thing to happen to my social media account. In actually, if you, if, you do get, if you do get harassed from this, I'll be like, damn, somebody's listening. We actually do have fans. That is awesome. No, we have fans, hopefully. I'm kidding. But this is NXT TakeOver After Party. We're, let's just get right into it. There's no there's no news. There's just so much to talk about. We have a lot of wrestling to talk about today. So we kicked off with our first match, the War Raiders, who came out in their, their new Viking entrance. It was like a WrestleMania-style entrance for them. You know, they do this for every, at least one performer in every takeover. Right. The War Raiders got theirs. Absolutely. But, you know. This it's not is, the only thing they got. What happened? Well, also in this match, uh, you, did you see who one of the Vikings was? Sarah Logan. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't yeah, even know Sarah Logan was out there in her Viking. They gear. all looked the same. I mean, yeah, but once Meltzer broke it, I looked at the picture. One of the one of the people was Sarah Logan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. She was there. Um so versus the Undisputed Era who got a normal entrance. Yeah, you don't need you don't need anything flashy. You just yeah. you just need Kyle O'Reilly with his uh guitar title. Is, <coughs> is uh is the the um, the facade of the Undisputed Era kind of dying out? Hell no. I mean, I feel like... I don't think so. I as long like as the bell rings and they start doing what they do, the Undisputed Era will oh, always get their due. They're great. I just... It just... I feel like the pop is just starting to go down and down each time. Like, they <sighs> were way over when they first started. It's not... I honestly don't think it's... Like, now Adam Cole is just another guy on the roster. You really... No, I, I kind of disagree. I think what people get out of the Undisputed Era, they're not... Like, yeah, they have a really... They have a great entrance and everything, but people... What people are into, what what makes people into the undisputed era is mostly contingent on their in ring work, and it's and and that has been the most consistent thing about them. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's pe people will always gravitate towards that, and I think that it hasn't lost its luster yet. Yeah. 
what is exactly um, what is exactly losing what are what is the undisputed era losing about you like what do you have what have what it hasn't been they've just been the same thing over and over again There's, you think it's been being too repetitive yeah i think i think that mostly just boils down to their opponents and i think their their catalog of um, their matches are great it's their, just, their catalog of opponents have been they, there has been a nice variety like you got like you had mustache mountain you had lorkin and birch and then you have something different with war raiders and, and plus uh, there hasn't been any like of the like those like varsity boy promos they've been doing from the back lately. Remember I have a feeling. Remember the I ones think, they were doing in front of like the in front of like the cage and. Like I think the that barrels. would actually prove your point if they kept on doing that. So I I, I used to love that though. I, I thought it was very cheesy and I don't I, know. I, mean, I feel I I I think they've been just kind of spreading those out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I still like the rose hasn't fall off the bloom for undisputed era for me. All right, let's get into the match. It's uh, because Adam Cole wasn't there. Maybe maybe it was, and mm. the crowd just didn't pop as much. The crowd did pop when he came out at the end after the show. Well, uh, but anyways, the match goes off. Air goes right after the Raiders um, with a series of strikes, but Raiders fight back. Roe kind of does a suplex. He suplexes his own partner onto the undisputed era. I, that was a nice little spot though, where he where Roe suplexes Hanson onto the onto the undisputed era. As like That's, a weapon, they they use each other as a weapon all the time. I know, you know? it's awesome. I love how they use each other's battery. Innovative moves. offense from the War Raiders. Uh, Roderick Strong goes for a flying form uh, shoulder block by Hanson. Uh, Era then gets the upper hand by isolates Hanson in the corner. Hanson makes a hot tag uh, while locked into a guillotine. Uh, Roe launches Strong into O'Reilly with a power bomb move. That was actually really really cool. Um, and O'Reilly. Uh, hit strong with a big boot towards the end. Pop up assisted power slam to O'Reilly. Kick out. Uh, superplex to Hansen by Roderick Strong. Falling knee strike to Hansen. Kick out. Uh, high low to Hansen. This is actually where I thought Undisputed Air were going to keep the titles for a moment. I mean, there were our picks. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't my pick. No, I picked the Undisputed Air. No, you picked Air. the Undisputed Air. I picked Raiders. Was very, it was very surprising. Hey, you know what? I got this whole card right. Yeah, no, I didn't want to. Tell, I didn't want to give you the satisfaction by saying it. No, I, I, I didn't want to say anything because I was like, oh, "Fuck it, I can go two days in a row. I can get everything right." Oh, it worked out. Oh, it all worked out for you in the end. No, not really. Um, I still tied for last in a three-way race. If you ain't first, you ain't, if you ain't first, you might as well be last. That's pretty much true. Um, so then we, like I said, high low to Hanson, followed by a kick out. Hanson does a cartwheel to escape another high low. Dude, that is fucking awesome. Hanson is the most agile fat guy I've ever seen. I love it. Um, he's more agile than I say Big Boss Man was in the 90s. Yeah, he doesn't bounce off those ropes Ugh. in a scary way that just breaks your little your little heart, Corey. Uh, power slam, power bomb combo to Undisputed Era. Then they hit the fallout to O'Reilly. Uh, then uh, Roe gets the pin on O'Reilly. New NXT Tag Champion. Very surprising finish for me. It was a great match. It was, it was a, good a good way to start it the was, show. Exactly. It, oh, was, it was super hot. It it was exactly what it needed to be. Undisputed Era made the made a great pinball to the War Raiders bumpers. Yeah, um, and that's what more can you ask for? What do you, what do you think? Do you think Era's ready to be called up to the main roster now? Uh, I mean, they'll be at they'll continue at the chase a little bit. I think they have one more in them, one more takeover in them. Uh, but then to get you off. have but then you have the annex you had that episode of NXT where Undisputed Era. They at the end by the end of 2019 we'll have all the gold. So I can that doesn't necessarily I can mean, see I can see the gold coming back to I can see the tag titles co- easily coming back to the undisputed era. Doesn't mean uh, NXT gold. Yeah, it that's could, true. It, but 
with the roster so loaded right now, I think there's Smackdown, a, baby. Uh, they can easily go up there and oh, Adam Cole. Could, Adam yeah, Smackdown. Yeah. Even then, Smackdown is also getting kind of you know bloated. And no, they would have still, to have, there's still plenty of room. Back they would have to have Intercontinental and U.S. title somehow. I just don't. I don't trust the main roster's treatment of the tag division enough for the undisputed uh, era. Uh, here, O'Reilly, I'm going to team you up with. Uh, where's another tag team? Give me one of him. Yeah. Um, but before we go further into the show, what do you think of this show overall? NXT um, Takeover. I forgot to ask you that at the beginning of the show. Uh, well, let's ask at the end of the show. You, you know? want to ask at the end? Yeah. Okay. I, look, if I it, here's the thing, if I ask my opinion on the end of the show, I feel like the listener was like, "Oh, he hated it." All right, I'm out. Well, did you hate it? We'll find out. Next up, Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. I mean, this was a fun match. I mean, it wasn't my favorite match of the night. It was, of course not. It it was it was what it well, was. We do know what Cassius Ono is into. Like, I felt like this. I felt like this. Um, this match was booked by Quentin Tarantino. He's a foot man. He's a foot man. Like I thought. That was so disgusting, honestly. It was pretty gross, especially since Matt Riddle walks around barefoot. I mean, that was that's that's his thing. It's it's not like somebody had like put on a clean sock. I just washed your feet, put on a yeah. clean sock, then put their fresh new boots on. One of my favorite things in um back in the evolved days, Johnny Gargano would face Matt Riddle. I mean, I suck a toe, but well, never mind. that's I'm uh, what what you do in between in the walls of your own bedroom. Ugh. Wait, in my um, bedroom. Yeah, what you do is none of my business. But the one of my favorite things, I think it was a PWG match or an Evolve show. Johnny Gargano and Matt Riddle, they were facing off each other in a singles match. Yeah. And Gargano built all his offense around Matt Riddle's feet. Like he would just he would grab he would grab Matt Riddle's foot, put place it on the ground, he would just like, fuck your feet. And he just stomps it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but that's pretty much what this was too. Uh Cassius Ono kind of working on uh on Matt Riddle's feet. On eventually. Matt Riddle's bigly wigglies. I mean, once he stomped down on his foot, I was kinda like, Oh damn, dude, you should really start considering wearing shoes. Yeah, can you explain this to me, Matt Riddle? Just, uh, I bet I he needs to I think that's what like I don't know his main with his main roster prospects, how long do you think Matt Riddle's gonna keep the boot uh, gonna keep the until main roster. Yeah, Until you think May. they're gonna make him like, hey, like, listen, we want you, we want you to preserve your ankles. No, because I can see um, Triple H just being like, hey, can it you makes some, you different. Can you we need more boots? distinguished. No, but no, it well, actually, well, but it actually does make him look different. But I'm it. saying Riddle, Riddle's gonna sit there and say, well, hey, and you know, it's just how I've done it for years. They'll meet, they'll meet, they'll, they'll meet him halfway and just oh. apply those um apply those tapes, the Valley Tudo tapes that Rusev oh, had when he first yeah. started. That would actually that that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, his, his ankles, I mean, they do need to be supportive. You don't want to be like Seth or Steph Curry. You don't want to be John Cena. Steph Curry and just roll on your ankle all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that. For we'll me. get there with John Cena. Later. We'll get there with Steph Curry. Uh, so it's a pretty good match. Um, they fight back and <coughs> forth uh, around the corner. Flying elbow to Cash Sono on the outside. Deadlift power slam to Cash Sono, which he didn't look like he could lift him up for a moment. Yeah. When he was trying to get him up. He was struggling to get him up there. Uh, Cash Sono then throws Riddle into the post of the stairs on the outside. Uh, Riddle then goes for a German, but KO steps on his foot. Um, you know, maybe he'll actually wear shoes from now on. Uh, German suplex with the brakes to Cassisona. Kick out. Uh, kicks to Cassisona. Cassisona then goes after the toes again. Bites down on the feet. Uh, Liger bomb to Matt Riddle. Kick out. Cassisona wants a... Uh, okay, he wants his fist bump. He said, you know what? Let's, let me, can I get that fist bump again? Sorry, sorry, bro. Like, we're bros, Oh, I right? missed this spot. Yeah, he, he says, we're bros, right? And that's when Matt Riddle says... 
bro. No, no bro. bro. Like, you've just been, like, a super narc to me. Like, honestly, like, why would you expect me to be your friend after and, what and you've the, been doing to me? And Keith Lee, like, you're not, you're not a bro. That's the bros bros right there. That's in my Keith bro Lee. code, yeah. Uh, then uh, Cash is on a lay down with a series of strikes, and he taps out to a series of strikes. Is that still considered a submission? TKO. It's a TKO? It's a verbal submission. Like, I can't take this anymore. Or it's the referee's decision, actually. Okay, so, okay, damn. Okay, yeah, so it was it was crazy. Um, TKO it was, it was a good match. to Ono oh by the bro. It was, a good, it was a good way to slow down the pace after the first match, because the first match is very hard-hitting. Yeah. I was in love with this match, but it was a means to an end. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say after that? And then, yeah, so it's going to, oh, uh, let's see, Matt Riddle, now known as the original bro, not the king of bros anymore. What do you think of that? I don't like I, it. Does it sound like, is king of bros like? It's his trademark. That's why. It's not WWE's trademark. So original bro. So Riddle trademarked king of bros. That's his trademark. The king mm. of bros, Matt Riddle. Yes. I like king of bros better. I do too. But, but the original, w- bro, the OB? That's owned by WWE now. Eh. Eh. I mean, yeah. It, 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 I don't it's like it. It's like most things WWE just thinks of. Like, eh. Like, I'll, you'll get, I'll get used to it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it doesn't stand out to me. Yeah. So let's go on. Just like it. this match, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was good. I liked it. I appreciate it. It was a television match. Like you said, match. it was a means to an end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there was spots though where I, at the beginning of the match where I was kind of like, I, I, a little bit, I, uh, so not sorry to interrupt, but I, I kind of expected more out of this match, you know, it's takeover, it's a big, it's a big stage. I didn't, but I guess because they already had this match on NXT taping, you kind of knew what you were anticipating. If you have Matt Riddle versus, I want, I would see, want to see Matt Riddle versus, you know, Alistair Black, Tommaso Ciampa, which is a shame because Cassius Ono is a very talented individual two yeah, years that, ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, but he wrestled his last match. For Evolve Pro Wrestling, two years ago, it's, yesterday, I expected today. more out today, of Cassisono, and uh, yeah, and to an extent, Matt Riddle. You know, two years ago today, he showed up at NXT Takeover San Antonio. Like someone as experienced as Cassisono, you, I, my expectations were a bit higher because of it, but you know, it was, it just was not meant. It was okay. This match was okay. I didn't hate it, but it but was he's there. in their future plans. He's definitely in Triple Matt H's. Riddle or Ono. Ono. What do you expect? Get what do you expect out of Ono? Like he, a North American Championship no, or no. something? Behind the scenes stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he'll be fine. He's gonna get. He's gonna get. No, he's a job money. for life. He's gonna eventually one day probably be running NXT. Honestly, let's not get hasty here. Yeah. No, you know what? I will get hasty. I will haste the mace. Sit down, Corey. Okay, sorry. Let's get into our next match. Never mind. It's the next match. I have to stand up for this one. This is Mother Effin Ricochet, Mother Effin Spider Man versus the What's Dark it? Phoenix himself, was Johnny this, Gargano. It was uh, Wolverine versus Miles Morales Spider-Man. No, no, it wasn't Wolverine. It was Dark Phoenix. Okay. I found out online once uh, there's somebody that makes all the the attire for them. Yeah. And they posted, yeah, it was Dark Phoenix What expired. a bunch of nerds. I know, right? <laughs> and then you had... Um, <coughs> who, there's nothing oh, nerdy about professional wrestling. Zelina Vega the next day. She was literally she, Vega. She was totally like, oh, wait, nobody else dressed up. Oh, fuck. Okay. This is what happens when you miss rehearsal, Miss Vega. Uh, so, yeah, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. Match of the night by far. Oh, yeah, most um, definitely. Whatever expectations I had for this match, outsold it. Yeah, this was this is probably one of the greatest matches I've seen in a long time. No, for me. For me. Um, just because. I put, it, I put Andrade above it, though, but. 
No, I, I mean, I don't think so. And I thought that match had everything. But nonetheless, what happened? I mean, this was a back-and-forth brawl between the two, a series of holes between the two to start the match. Uh, Johnny's tights, like I said, yellow and uh, brown based off the Dark Phoenix. Ricochet's based off Spider-Man Miles Morales. A uh, series of head scissors uh, kind of reminded me of Ricochet and Osprey to begin the match. To an extent, um, there was there was the there was a lot more psychology involved in this match than the Ricochet Osprey, which that all that came off as a as a, like a circus show. Oh, it was yeah, still yeah. great, but then you know, no, no, I mean, too, di- it's a different style, it's a different mindset. Yeah, uh, let's see, where, did I, where was I? Let's see. Uh, Asai moonsault to Gargano off the ring post to the outside. Rico then goes for a standing moonsault, but Gargano boots him away while on the floor. That was a pretty good spot. I mean, this was just back and forth. Gargano then goes through the rope stunner, but Ricochet uh, throws him down for a standing moonsault. Springboard European uppercut to Gargano. Uh, Northern light suplex and rolls into a brain buster to Johnny Gargano. Oh, my God, man. You just have to go watch this match. Like, I don't want to sit here. And break it down full the full recap. But uh, towards the end of the match, though, we did have a slingshot DDT followed by a kickout. Gar- Gano rolls up the floor mat again. He harnesses that dark side and just uh, that dark place. Uh, Ricochet misses for a Phoenix splash. Johnny Gargano escaped to Johnny Gargano. Then Johnny Gargano gets the rope because, I mean, it's a Gargano escape. I mean, th- what what else is he going to do? Gargano escapes. I mean, oh uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, uh, that's that's the that's the whole point of that move. Uh, suplex to ricochet on the outside to the exposed uh, the exposed flooring, then uh, spike DDT to ricochet and Johnny Gargano pin and the win. He becomes your new NXT North American champion. Champion. I thought this match was incredible. Oh my god! And you um, got my message on Slack. I said like I made a mess in my pants. Do you really? Yeah, I was because, gonna say. Are you really gonna share people this fact? Because it was so good. This is so damn good. Like it I was, uh, you got off on it. I wrote this in my book as as one of my matches of the year so far. Like, and you're it, keeping that. You're I'm, keeping I'm that. Keeping in the that locket. Well, I mean, as in it's in the it's in the two matches I have written down now. It's yeah. that and Jericho Naito. So yeah, uh, just to reiterate on the point, I thought this match was easily the best match of the Takeover, and further cemented the fact. And I I have been thinking this for quite a while, and that. Johnny Gargano is the greatest NXT performer in the history of that brand. He's the greatest performer out of everybody there. He is Brian Alvarez said he is I mean, Sami Zayn. I he mean, is the he is um they yeah, um Brian right. Alvarez tweeted like he is the American Okada like go, yeah, he like hey, he's start, he's starting 2019 with this match and can and once you like start to consider like what his 2018 run is like mm-hmm. like. We are just getting started with Gargano, especially by the end of this show. So, okay, so we know after, you know, we'll talk about more about the Rumble, but it looks like Alistair Black's being called up to the main roster, um, which, you know, I will say, um, well, I'll talk more about that when I get there. Um, but, but what's next for uh, Gargano? I think Velveteen well, he's Dream North, I mean, he's, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Velveteen Dream cut that promo about wanting to wanting the... North American Championship. Uh, do you? But do you really want Velveteen Dream to lose again? No, I want him to win. You think he's going to win? Yeah, and then Gargano. Yeah, it's going to go. <laughs> they're both going to lose their titles eventually, Gargano and Champa, and then they're going to. It's uh, going to be because of each other. I think Gargano. I think Gargano should take the championship away from Champa at at the end of this storyline. That's where I want it to mm-hmm. end. No, um, like I said, it has to end. It has to end with them both knocked out on the ground in the middle of the ring for the ten count. That's it. 
No. Yeah. There has to be that no. would be that would be such a cop out finish. They're Somebody equals. has to lose on this one and the person who wins has to be Johnny Gargano at the end. And so I think they're equals. I think It's too it we're they're, it's like they're only just getting started, man. Like it's with Batman the whole the Joker. With you know, with the way that show ended, um the direction for Gargano still continues to intrigue me. Yeah. And that's that's all I got to say. Greatest NXT performer. Ever. You think greatest NXT match so far? No, you said no. You like I think or, match I, th- I still think Andrade and Gargano, like Andrade Cien Almas versus Gargano for the NXT Championship. So Gargano. Their second, their second match, I think, is the absolute. Like I, I honestly do believe that's the greatest match NXT that well, they have ever. That won that one best match last year, right for 2018 for course, the NXT yeah. Awards. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> so he won two things last. That might be the night. best WWE match, like possibly ever, to me. Mm. Yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, I gotta rewatch it. Next up, let's get into our next match. It's on YouTube, dude. I'll check it out. You, yeah. y- YouTube, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hardy, har har. I'm a funny guy. Uh, let's go. Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, NXT Women's Championship wasn't a great match, but it it had some high spots. Bianca Belair's still green. I think can take some she more. She needs time. another I, on a, two years tops for Bianca Belair. Oh, for main roster, yeah, yeah. But she did. There was some nice spots in this match um, that she pulled, especially oh that fucking hair whip to <coughs> Shayna Baszler's <coughs> stomach. That was well executed. Oh my, it yeah. cut her stomach, dude. I didn't see that. You was there blood? That? I mean, it did. Okay, she wasn't dripping blood, but it it, it was a whip. It broke skin. Yeah, yeah. She legit got a whip mark, and I was like, "Damn!" You think they should? That should be her hair should be counted as a weapon. I honestly think it should. Like, it reminds me. Okay, it reminds me of this show from UPN when I was a kid, and um, there it was like this. It's like this ninja master warrior show on UPN. Um, um, WMAC Masters was that what it was? Did, is it the one where they had like um like a barbarian and a ninja? And, oh no! Like, but, but did that, they, no. Did the two competitors have life bars? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and like, they were, were, they in a, were they in a dome? And then at any point, the ninjas can go come inside the dome. Yes, and the announcers yes, like, the ninjas have penetrated the dome. Yes. Yeah, it was and, hosted by Bruce Lee's daughter. Yeah. yeah and every time it's yeah, like, yeah. back in the ancient warriors, my father, Bruce Lee, would show me the ways of the And then Jeet eventually Kune start Ma. dropping her brother's name. Like, my brother. And Brandon Lee, who is within the another not another realm, but in the high heavens with my father, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Um, but then they would have they would have backstage segments. I would love that. Like you got like you got the American trucker guy. Yeah, yeah. Who lift people? There yeah. was this one guy who grew his hair out like Bianca Belair, and he would then he you'd freeze it, yeah. and then he would break it off and use it as a weapon. So this is what it reminded you. It just made you like, hey, let's just YouTube a bunch of WMAC masters. This is another show. In I town. actually am kind of think, now that I think WMAC. about it. It's like Lucha Underground now before Lucha I, Underground. Now that I know the name of it, I'm definitely gonna rewatch that. Got so much they could have done with Lucha Underground. I'm gonna have a UPN night tonight. I think. Anyways, let's get into the match real quick. Bianca Belair, though, has the ultimate lose face when she comes out. Like, you can read it on her face that she's losing this match. She's like, it's like the opposite of Bailey when she was about to win the NXT title for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. She was walking and like she was near to tears like, I'm going to win. <laughs> Bailey's like crying. Someone has to drag her out. She's like, I can't do it. This is too exciting. It was just nerves. But Belair was just pissed. Uh, shouting match to begin the match. Uh, Belair avoiding Baszler with a bunch of somersaults. Baszler then uses Belair's here to pull on uh, Belair out into the ring post. Um, gets Belair gets in by the 10 count. Um, like I said, back and forth. Let me see. Go to the whip spot. Oh, Belair whips Baszler with her here. Uh, Shayna, like I said, cut from the hair. Ref bump. Uh, KOD to uh, Shayna Baszler. Then that's when Jessica Man Duke and Marina Shafir. So Marina Shafir is wearing a face mask now. 
I, that, when I looked closer, face, though, that face is too pretty to cover. When I looked closer, it looked I actually looked like like a clarify, like a exfoliating mask, because it didn't look like a like a Cody Rhodes type of like protection mask when I was looking at it. Anyways, uh, they come out. Belair fights them both off, but then a Kirikona clutch applied to Belair. Uh, Bella powers it, dude. That was actually really cool when Belair Belair tried to power out of the the Kirikona clutch. Yeah, um, she powers out the first time. Uh, Baszler puts it on the second time after, um, let's see, uh, after Belair almost, she misses the 450 splash she does. Yeah. And it looked really bad because she landed right on Shayna's leg. And Shayna had to pull her in for the, the Kirikona clutch. You, you, how many times have you said Kirikona clutch? Kirikona clutch. Kirikona clutch. Kirikona clutch. The clutch. The yeah, clutch. I, I, I struggled to really care about this match since it was a foregone conclusion to me that Shayna Baszler was winning. Nobody wants to fight me. And uh, it really showed how and Maria and Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke their spots, they are not ready. No, they need the Largo Loop for at least a year. Yeah, and yeah. Um, if they don't improve, like find two other horsewomen. Honestly, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Or just meet him halfway. Liv Morgan and no, okay, no, split, split those two. Just put Liv Morgan. No, yeah, put Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Oh wait, no, Sarah Logan is part of that group. Sonya Deville, you mean? Sonya Deville and Liv, Liv Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Shayna Baszler retains the title. What next for Shayna Baszler? I say, like oh, I said before, oh saying this a million times, I think it's gonna be Candice LeRae. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know when taping. Uh, dude, you know, seriously, I'll talk. Let's talk. Yeah, I'll talk about Candice LeRae in the next show. Okay. Because I got stuff. I got opinions about her. You want to talk about Candice LeRae on the Royal Rumble show? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she was on the she was in the Royal I, Rumble. I know, Spoiler I alert. Uh, I mean, they all watch the show, hopefully. Hopefully, you guys watch the show. Wow. I mean, there are people out there who would rather listen to podcasts re- recapping the show than watching the actual well, show. It's the fucking Rumble. <coughs> it's the Rumble. God, is that you? Do you like to listen to podcasts? That's, uh, and then cough into microphones? Let's move on. Let me clean this. Um, Shayna Baszler, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens next. Velveteen Dream sitting ringside with two, I think, NXT performance talents. No, those are just his friends. Those are just his friends. His fine ladies. His, his, the, yeah, he shows up. Uh, he shows up in the in the. You know what he should have done? He should have entered entered with a dude as well. Just if the, they wanted to keep, I, I guess oh, the androgyny. You could keep up the with the andro- androgyny. Just like have like possibly like two girls and then two dudes. Like, <laughs> hey. Like that, yeah. Like, hey, you don't know. Who but I guess it just confirms. Oh, he's he's. Look at him. He's super. He's he's a uh, masculine. You know, whatever. I'd try not to think about it too hard. I honestly, well, if you if yeah, that route would have been cool. I like it. I love it. It would have given my. He people had some a freaking crew where like he would have shades, and then there would be a guy and a girl, and then the girl would be carrying a fucking pillow for him to put his shades on. Remember that? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like Vega in the Street yeah. Fighter movie. But then I think they were like they were about to do it, and they were like, oh, "Okay, let's not completely do it all the way." Uh, that, that try, not, try not to think about it too much. It's like yeah, you know he's a he's a playboy. You know he's a, there's a mystique to him. Road Dog was like, Ew, watch bros. the next taping. He comes out with two dudes. Like, here's my bros, you know. Here's my bros that are also my hoes. Now go on the back. Shoo shoo. Yeah, like uh, Dalton Castle. <gasps> there exactly. needs to be a Dalton Castle Velveteen Dream match. That's never gonna happen. Yes, it is. Dude, Dal- Dal- like, Dalton Castle you- is on the WWE's roster or on the on their radar radar roster radar <sighs> tomato. You know, if I'm ROH, pick, you try to pickle. lock up as lock up as many talent as you possibly can. After seeing I can those see shows this I, weekend, I can see Dalton Castle like signing like a five year contract because that's gonna be 
that's pretty much going to be 2019 in a nutshell where anybody's con- whose contract is up they have they're going to sign very long-term deals can we try to get signed by someone yeah we're doing it tomorrow anyway we could probably get signed by impact being commentators all right. let's, go, let's go into the main event though Alistair Black versus uh, Tom Asshole Ciampa uh, the two lock up to begin the match back and forth between the two uh, Tope con hero to Tommaso Ciampa uh, springboard moonsault to Ciampa Ciampa then throws Black into the stairs focusing on Black's knee then a suplex into the steps to Alistair Black Ciampa then ties Black's leg up um, focusing on his uh, kicks to the leg Ciampa wrapping Black's leg around the ring post like just seriously working it over the entire time uh, multiple kicks followed by a German suplex. That's when Alistair Black fights back. God, I'm just having trouble back in black. It's just so many dragon screw, dragon screw leg whip uh, into a half crab. Did you like that spot? Yeah, you did. Um, what spot was it again? I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly the dragon screw leg whip into the half crab. That was really cool by Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, it was a. It's a very. It's very Randy Orton like to me. Well, methodical, not Randy Orton like. It was just a. Uh, it was a way to keep your to make yourself look good yet still be sniveling, mm-hmm. still be that sniveling heel. Uh, then we have a Tower of London out to the apron, uh, punches back and forth, double stomp to Champa. Champa then gets hit with a jumping knee strike, brain bruster to Champa, followed by a kick out, moonsault to the outside to Champa. Fairy tale ending, but then Champa exposes the concrete on the outside. Just like earlier in the night, like his buddy Gargano did earlier. Uh, the ref yells at Champa. He says, "Hey." Stop it! You can't, you can't do that. It's not, it's not cool. Uh, that's when we hit a meteora to Champa by Alistair Black. Black mask to Champa. That's when he rolls out of the ring. Um, but then Black goes for the black mask again. Champa then rolls to the ref in front of him. Fairy tale ending followed by a kick out. But then eventually he hits another fairy tale ending. Did he? Yeah. He, hit, he hit something on the outside, right, on the concrete? Did, or no? Did he not? Uh, no, he did. He did. Okay, because yeah. I, I was told, I told myself I have to go back and rewatch the ending of this match. I could be wrong, actually. Uh, but then, yeah, it took a few fairy tale endings. I think four altogether, right? Uh, yeah, because he was he was about to set up. Yeah, as to repeat what you said, he was about to do the fades of black, but his knee buckled or his leg mm-hmm. and played into the finish. Oh. Psychology, storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, it was a really good way to put Champa over. Like this was. It was a clean finish. You didn't need. It wasn't well, relatively clean. Relatively, finish. yeah. Um, it was. It made. It cemented Tommaso Ciampa as this credible threat that he can take down. Like not everybody is invincible. Like Alistair Black is not invincible. Tommaso Ciampa will will and can find a way to defeat his opponent, and it just. It just. Uh, this. I thought this whole event as a whole strengthened the threat of Tommaso Ciampa as your number one heel. Without resorting to easy measures, I might say. Yeah. Like, this was this was Tommaso Ciampa, and, like, fear him. Well, I was, I was telling, I was saying in the prediction show, it was like, you know, they're keeping Gargano around for a while, and they're keeping Tommaso Ciampa around for a while, too, and they're keeping they, him around there's, for a reason. They're known, like, they have a reputation of being the locker room leaders. In well, NXT. Triple H has also made it very clear that he wants NXT to be a third brand eventually, uh, somewhere where people stay and actually, you know, stay for a while and so well he's i mean he's gonna have to put his money where his mouth is keyword money like if he wants to make it a legitimate third brand he's they're gonna have to pay like a third like a like an actual third brand like an actual main and in as far as we know like nxt gets paid like their they their pay is significantly less than main rosters because no tv you know yeah yeah exactly That's that's a key thing like 
that's why there are so many. That's why you got Velveteen Dream wanting to out I mean, of that system so badly via Twitter. That's true. You know, people like Velveteen Dream aren't getting paid as much, but you know, people like Gargano and Champa—they're definitely getting paid more. Like they're getting paid Bobby Roode money and not the twenty-five. I feel like that's just something we you have to look into. I can't. I. I we seriously, we seriously can't. Like, I. I, mean, I, I don't feel comfortable saying that outright. You don't feel comfortable saying. Well, what do you feel? What do you feel in your heart? Do you feel like? I feel like they're. I feel like NXT people got because I. I think now. I don't have concrete information about this, but Bobby Roode did an interview saying how, like, the difference between NXT money and main roster money, like, I think his pay got, like, nearly tripled. Okay. And if somebody like Bobby Roode, who was their champion at that time, is getting triple pay doing pre-shows on Royal Rumble. Well, I know for a fact he didn't get paid $25,000, like the other NXT roster. Yeah. And I, it's just, uh, it really is just contingent of how much are you willing to be the flag bearer of this brand or take or you know get paid significantly more on a show where you're most likely going to be third uh, mid card at because best that's not going to be wwe is not going to be competition for aew nxt is going to be competition for aew eventually i mean some might say it already has yeah um but that was nxt takeover uh the match between alistair black and uh tomaso champa it w- among the myriad of the history of the nxt title match i thought it was good. Like I call, it, I give it a seven. It was out of definitely 10 no Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn. I mean, well, I you know, know, if you start, I, I'm trying to compare the compare it by itself. Yeah, like yeah, what yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, like for what it was, and for what it was, it was, it was, uh, it was good. It was spelled. It was not great, but uh, the show was great. I, I, I'll show? say this: the NXT television match between uh, their their NXT television match was way better. Just made, mostly just mostly contingent on the ending and how that came to be. I thought that was a much more heated. There was a lot more heat to that match rather than the, you know. I didn't think that match was better. I thought it was more entertaining, but I thought this match was better. Like just from a storytelling point, yeah. Just you know, no, I I can I can agree on that. Um, like I said, after the match though, Tommaso Ciampa walks up the ramp, uh, out walks Johnny Gargano. They hold their titles high. DIY is back. Hashtag DIY. Uh. Well, it's it was a little bit left com- ambiguous because Johnny Gargano just gave him he didn't give him like a an approving look or like a look of like hey we're we're buds. He just looked I sort of interpreted it as Gargano is there to steal Champa's spotlight like hey, you won, but I also won. So we're both champions and Gargano believes that him holding that title because his promo was like your your career is based off wins and titles. And so given Gargano's win and his championship title, he feels like he is at the level of Tommaso Ciampa. And at that point, we're going to eventually we're going to I'm going to we're going to duke it out because I feel like I'm on your level. And when. And when push comes to shove, I feel like I'm going to win at the end of the day. You know, what that's how to, I interpreted it. You know what it's going to look like to me? What? It's starting to remind me of the Venom story. Uh, enlighten we're, we're, enlighten we're, the listener of the Venom story. Where, where you know, Venom, Venom, Eddie Brock of uh, of the Spider-Man universe. He's one day, he's under a tower, I believe, and the symbiote falls on him after Spider-Man. I'm going off the cartoon Sp- version. Oh, I thought, it sounds like you're going off the movie version, actually. Um, well, I Very think, similar. Uh, yeah, I think the movie version went off the cartoon version as well. Uh, but yeah, the symbiote falls on him. He becomes Venom. The ven- the, basically, the person and the symbiote were two separate people, uh, but then eventually they become one. And that's where I think this is leading to. What is the connection of like being one with each other? Well, that's right now. They're one. They they are Venom now. 
they are Venom. So DIY, DIY is the symbiote. Is is the whole combination of the two. But yeah. whereas um, Champa is the symbiote, and Eddie Brock is Gargano. And that's what I like about that's what I like about these how these storylines unfold is because you can interpret this interpret this ending into a number of different ways where it kind Absolutely. of makes sense like or like from what the what i said like my interpretation of like gargano think thinking that Ch- chomp is at i mean he's at Champa's level but then you could also interpret that as you have gargano and Champa leading as two kings as you might say like we both rule this nxt brand we're gonna find out and through our tyranny we will find out who's you know superior you see in that picture that of uh champa looking at the title when he came out to the ring in the first place yeah. he holds up the title high and he just looks at the title it's just like he's so <laughs> loving like <laughs> this is my precious yeah precious. i love I, I saw the meme it was like find someone that looks at you like tomas yeah, looks at the nxt championship so after the show though uh you know, this was off the air they came they went off the air off the air they got this title signature and then wwe.com exclusive Vel- what happened velveteen dream comes out <coughs> and he Ow! he says stuff without a microphone that's when adam cole comes out he says stuff without a microphone that's when rick rabble 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 he, he says something yeah rabble basically this is set up for the return of halftime heat yeah you could be a fucker and watch maroon five or you could watch you could be a cool guy and watch halftime heat which hey you know as petty's wwe appears to be about that whole maroon five thing i i'm looking forward to the six man i might just watch this instead of are they halftime. are they gonna film it they're gonna film it this week right during nxt tapings i'm guessing they have they to. said it was live but then they could say it live relative to you know we're gonna show it live but they said it was live it could yeah, be an we'll, empty arena match. I mean, we'll Mankind Rock was an empty arena match. Oh, my God. That was God. the last time they did it. That was they so can bad, go, though. They can go really ridiculous. I want them to go really ridiculous on this, though. Like, they could do anything. Like, they could they could fight in the, in the audience empty stand. empty full-sale arena yeah, match. Yeah, you could have Ricochet being, like, doing some crazy aerial shit, like, in, from the from Like, the this, is for, this is for Izzy. This is off Izzy's chair right here. Yeah. And, yeah. This is an interesting experiment. Like, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I like the idea of halftime heat, though. Yeah. I always did before. Um, you could be a loser. And, and I like how it's called halftime heat. It's not called like halftime. It's called halftime fucking heat. This is like the return of Sunday night. And they heat. specifically don't say Super Bowl because that's a it's a trademark word. Well, that's something. Yeah, that's after during the big game. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, a lot of TV shows have to do that. They're yeah. like, oh, did you, did you go you to the, to pay the, the party f- for the big game. Yeah. And yeah. Again, you could be a fucking loser. All right, you can watch yeah. Maroon Five, or you could watch Halftime Heat and be a cool guy, or be a cool guy and listen to part two of the after party. It's our Royal Rumble pr- our after party. This is uh, the end of the show. Our recap and review, yeah. So that was NXT Takeover. And now part two, and now part two, guys. If this is it for you, and this is where you get off the road, hopefully you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow with the Raw review. But if you want to hear what me and Michael thought about Royal Rumble, check over part two over here. It's pretty cool. Now, part two. And guys, uh, either we'll see you later or we'll see you soon. All right, bye.